2: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the 5 Rounds Podcast, the only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. I am Mags and uh, I have just gone through watching one of the most exciting cards of the year, uh, the last numbered pay-per-view of 2021, UFC 269 with the double title matches of Amanda Nunes defending a bantamweight title against Juliana Pena and Charles Oliveira defending the lightweight title against Dustin Poirier. So before we get into that main card, let's uh, quickly run through these prelims. And uh, we opened the night with uh, Gillian Robertson uh, picking up the, the last second in the first round uh, submission against Priscilla uh, Cachuera. Uh, a bit controversial, this one, because um, as um, Gillian locked in the, the rear naked choke, uh, Priscilla... Was trying to essentially agauge Julian uh, Robertson with with her thumbs. Um, yeah, pretty pretty brutal start to the card, uh, but it, it, it did get better. Believe me. Uh, then we went into the bantamweight division. Uh, Tony Kelly picking up the the second round KO of Randy Costa. Uh, featherweight division. Ryan Hall got the decision against Derek Minna. And then Erin uh, Blanchfield got the decision in the women's flyweight um, against Miranda Maverick. Uh, the last of the early prelims ended with a first-round sub for Andre Munez against Eric Anders in the middleweight division. Going into the Televars prelims, we started with uh, Bruno Silva getting the first-round KO of Jordan Rat, And then we got Tata Vassa getting the... The, the comeback second round KO against Augustus Saka and we also got an in the Octagon Shue which is absolutely amazing. Uh, Dominic Cruz after his uh, weekly beef with uh, with uh, DC on commentary uh picked up the the um decision against Pedro Munoz. And then uh, in the featured prelim, uh, shock victory really for uh, Josh Emmett picking up the decision against Dan Argy after a, a few moments in the in the fight where he could have won, um, could have won it cleanly. But uh, yeah, Josh Emmett picking up a, a huge victory against uh, against Dan Argy there. So going on to the the main card, we opened up with uh Sugar. Clown Sean O'Malley uh, been uh, in the news recently. with uh, Dana White um, being asked about why he's been fed lower ranked uh, fighters, uh, and Dana saying, "Look, this kid is not is not Hamzat. He's not a killer. Um, he, he he needs um, essentially baby stepping." saying that uh Ravian Pever his opponent was certainly a step up uh, in in quality to the opponents he, he's had recently um and he shown uh props to him whether you love his character whether you hate his character whether you think he's uh he's um trying to be um outrageous for the sake of being outrageous um he delivered in in the absolute um started uh quite um conservative for a shauna malifat uh switching stances a lot a lot uh threw some kicks to the body um tried for uh an oblique kick uh landing some uh some low kicks uh accidentally landed a shot to the cup which uh which uh calls for a break in, in the action um once uh, we get back to uh, the restart, Sean O'Malley, again, is uh, switching stances, but this time he started to throw more jabs and throw um, uh, some really, really tasty offence uh, and is able to kind of avoid the counter-punches as well. Uh, Paver did um, kind of start showboating a little bit of his own, dropping his hands, uh, trying to goad, um or in, um, O'Malley lands a, a clean right, follows it up with a with a jab. Um, he's able to to really start picking off um, uh rally and Paver and then uh, goes back to the to the low kicks, uh, and then hits another um, right hand jab, uh, pops it again. Uh, Pava lands a, a shot of his own, uh, but O'Malley's. One thing that he has really, really improved is his his head movement. He's in and out. He's very, very hard to to punch, um, and, and he was laser accurate with that with that right hand jab. And it really started to to wear on paper. You could see his neck snapping back. And one shot just landed straight down the middle. You could see that Pever was hurt. Uh, Pever tries to come in uh, and swing back, but O'Malley uh, just pins him against the, the uh the, the cage, starts swinging on him and landing some huge huge shots. paper drops to the floor. Uh, the ref calls it in Jason Herzog and this is a huge huge victory for, for Sean O'Malley and it's incredibly likely that he will go into uh into next week uh with a number against his name finally getting into those breaking into those top fifteens. So great win for for Sean O'Malley there.
1: Download the Viator app now and use code VIATOR10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three,
0: two, one. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out the Bringing you breaking news interviews podcast galore everything pro wrestling make sure you check it out thechairshot.com
2: on to the second fight on this uh, main card of five fights we uh, drop down to the flyweight division Cody Garbrandt making his uh, flyweight debut uh, taking on Kai Kara France Um, Cody actually um looked pretty good i mean we've seen him uh struggle to make weight at bantamweight so for him to come in uh at flower weight looking uh, as good as he did uh was was testament to him um only problem is he didn't back that up uh in in the cage uh he started off pretty pretty sweetly had uh he uh, had control of the outside of the octagon, really kind of uh using lateral movement to keep uh uh Ka-Kara France france uh, at bay uh he's able to to land testing low kicks and and uh teasing uh jabs uh before um Kara starts attacking the body landing some some uh, huge shots then he uh, lands a, a good massive overhand right which drops um Garbrandt to the floor uh, Garbrandt uh, is able to get back off the off the floor and he's uh, he's kind of starts backing up towards the cage, uh, trying to uh Kakarot uh, France into a shooting range, uh, which he's able to do and he, he he's able to get the takedown, but he just doesn't have the 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 where all to keep Kakarot France down on the floor. Uh, quickly they are both back on the feet. Uh Carl lands another right hand uh which um which is just blocked, lands a jab uh and then follows that up with the the overhand right again and Garbrandt is hurt this time, goes down to the floor. Um Carofrance uh gets a couple of shots uh in terms of uh in terms of fat fit enders uh and uh, Herb Dean has no option but to to wear this fart off uh Cordy Garbrandt in his uh in his Flyweight debut gets absolutely starched by Car France and that's a, a big, big victory for the New Zealander. It's very interesting that he uh he was on the same card as uh, Dominic Cruz, a guy who five years ago pretty much to the, well, within a couple of weeks, uh, to exactly five years, that he uh shocked the world when he took the 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 tile from Dominic Cruz, and then since then he's gone on a a, a terrible run, uh, losing five out of his next six fights, to the point where Dominic Cruz has as. Uh, got away, come back, and is back in the in 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 the winning the winning mentality. And Cody Garbrandt is just is absolutely struggling. There's a lot of uh, rumor and innuendo that he was going to call it a day after this fight. Um, personally, I, I think there's still a lot for for him to do. I just don't think Flowey is the division for him. Uh, but yeah, great victory for for France, Another fight to. Uh, perhaps we'll be jumping clear up them rankings uh when they when it comes to Monday. Next up at 170 we had Jeff Hands of Steel Neal taking on Santiago Ponzanibio. Uh Jeff coming into this fight with a lot of controversy. Uh with about two weeks out from the fight he was arrested on uh on some pretty serious charges uh in in, in terms of um driving under the the influence unlawful possession of a firearm um so yeah not exactly the 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 most perfect uh way to set up for a fight but um he ended up getting the the split decision uh in what i don't think it's uh it's a hard choice to say it was probably the the weakest fight on this whole card, the least entertaining. Uh, ironically it was the one fight on this main card that that went the distance. Um yeah, it was a, an incredibly nervy performance from from both guys. Um, we we're used to seeing uh, the likes of Jeff Neal and Santiago uh, being able to to really put it on an opponent and really have kind of like a high pace uh, of output uh, that just didn't. Really, come in! In in this fact, the the probably the more the most controversial was was the fact that uh, Santiago got uh, reprimanded from the referee a number of times for for having his fingers uh, pointing outwards and and catching um, Jeff Neal in the air. Um, in in terms of action, I suppose that that Jeff Neal had the better of the fact he had a. Uh, the bigger shots, especially in a nerve, kind of almost razor thin first round. I think the the power of Jeff Neal's shots uh, probably made the difference to the judges. The fact that he was able to uh, cut um, the rat right, the rat right eye of Ponzinibbio, uh, I think that that kind of would have uh, lent in towards his favour. Uh, going into the second, uh, Ponzinibo did kind of turn the heat up a little bit, uh, landing more low punches, landing more uh, leg kicks, uh, mixing it up a little bit more, but still not to anywhere near the output that we uh, we know that he can do. Um, he was able to score more shots uh, in, in this second round than he did in the first, but... Um, uh, for For me neil uh really kind of took his foot off the gas and his um his uh cornerman really laid into him uh in in the corner saying you the last thing you want is this seeing this fat and 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 saying you didn't leave it all in the octagon uh, and that kind of did uh fire up um Jeff Neal, so he came out and he was pressing a lot more, landing a few, uh, a few more punches than than Santiago did, throwing uh, more head kicks. Uh, he, ironically, this was this was the the round that Jeff Neal took the, the the most visual damage when he had a lot of swelling around his eye, um, but from less. Shots thrown from from Ponzinibbio, so that's a an, an interesting kind of that like, um, take away from this fight, I suppose. Uh, but Jeff Neal certainly was the more busy of the two fighters uh, in in this third round, uh, landing some actually some really decent combinations. He had a, a kind of three punch combination that that landed all three shots, uh, ended with a a left hand that um, that landed straight down the middle um the the end of the round came when uh Ponsonibio landed a low kick just as the the klaxon went uh, and Jeff Neal was given the split decision uh one ref uh, one judge gave uh Santiago the 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 fat 28 29 uh one gave it 28 29 to to Jeff Neal, and one gave all three rounds to Jeff Neal, which is uh, I can understand because the the first round was certainly razor thin. Uh, the second round, um, I would have lent more towards uh, Ponzanibio than than Jeff Neal, uh, but to give all three rounds, Caravlap um, kind of like takes away from from Santiago's attack in that second round. I think so. Uh, I personally want to give it that, but. The, the right person won the fight and hopefully uh, Jeff can uh, sort out his legal problems and get back to doing what he does best and that's uh, absolutely starching people. Up next is uh, the first of the two title fights. Um, Amanda Nunez defended a banterweight title against the Venezuelan vixen, uh, Juliana Pena. Uh, and this is going to be one of those uh, fights uh, where in years to come, people will ask, where were you when you saw this fight? Like when people say, where were you when uh, Matt Serra beat GSP? Where were you when Holly Holm starched Ronda Rousey? Where were you when uh, Rose Namriunas destroyed Joanna Jacek? Where were you when Michael Bistin shot the world and beat Lou Rockhold? Where were you when Juliana Pena starched Amanda the lioness Nunes um, and I've got to give myself a huge pat on the back and this can be co- uh, corroborated by uh, Mr. P- Mister Christopher Platt in the chair shot um, uh, DM group I-, I called this I said that um, uh, I've got a soft spot for, for Juliana Penny. she'd really come into this fight with a-, a huge kind of chip on her shoulder and uh, very very aggressive sometimes that can be out of nerves, out of fear, but I, I just got the 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 feeling that she wanted this. Uh, and it's been almost two years since um since uh, Nunes defended this title. Uh been focusing more on, on, on the featherweight title. And it's kind of it's kind of this this division has gone by the wayside for her. Uh so Juliana was kind of like taking the whole of the the division on her shoulders. So we are uh, getting into the fight. Um, Peña did well to, to start defending uh, at the beginning. And, and it looked like she was going to struggle in this fight because every time she threw a shot, she looked like she had to overreach to get to uh, to Nunez, which left her open for attack. Um, the issue was that... Um, I mean, we'll get to the second round, but um, the issue was that, that Nunez put herself in the perfect range to get hit by uh, by Pena but in this first round um Nunez was uh was as dominant as, as as she ever looked was able to uh, rattle off uh some big shots Nunez uh, knocking a, a Peña, uh Pena to the floor uh, a couple of times um Nunez uh was very kind of apprehensive in getting onto a, a ground game with with uh Juliana Pena, which uh absolutely makes sense because she can be absolutely brutal on the on the on the floor and those up kicks that she throws are are pretty, pretty lethal. Uh so Nunes was knew that she had five rounds to go. Uh normally has uh, some of the best cardio in, in not just in women's MMA, in MMA in general. Uh eventually we see uh Nunez uh, take um, take the back of uh, of of, of Pena up against the cage, unable to sink in the choke Law, um, she um, decides to give it up to slip out to the front, control the head, and she's uh, she really looks like she's she's having a lot of fun there. Goes for a one arm um, uh, choke uh, unable to get uh, enough pressure. Um, Pena. Uh, tries to um, isolate the arm, but Nunez uh, stays heavy Ends the ends the first round uh, on on the floor, and it looked like it was going to be a long, hard day for Juliana Peña in this far. Um, going into the second round, and you could see where um, Pena started with the with the same kind of uh, way she started the first round, faking the shots, uh, looking to tease Nunez to, to making a mistake, uh, which she does. She misses a huge right right hand, uh, but she's able to make contact with the left, and then the 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 two ladies just started punching the living piss out of each other's face to the point where both women were absolutely rocked, um, but like I like I said earlier in 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 the analysis that that uh, Nunez just stayed in the exact same uh, position that that um, was working for Pena, the 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 range that Pena needed it to be in. So every uh, jab that Pena was was throwing was hitting perfectly on on Nunez's uh, chin. Uh, Nunez was landing some of her own shots and and really wobbling Pena to the point where uh, Pena's ah was was really really starting to swell, uh, but. But Pena showed absolutely no fear. Started uh, making sure she was in the pocket, dirty boxing with with uh, with Nunez, and and taking on that as mentality of knowing you're going to have to eat some shots to be able to land some shots of your own, and that's the the mindset that that one of this fat. She uh, was able to hit the the right hand time and time and time again, uh, to the point where she was able to get the clinch uh, from the right hand. Uh, got um, got Nunez up against the cage, and you could see Nunez absolutely gasping for breath. Uh, Pena uh, throws um, Nunez over her shoulder, takes it to the floor, uh, gets to the back. Uh, she gets one arm underneath the the neck, doesn't even lock in the the rear naked, so it's a one arm rear naked choke. Um, and Nunez quickly quickly taps, uh, and the world is shook. The world is shocked. And we have hashtag and new uh, women's bantamweight champion uh juliana pena a huge huge victory for her only um amanda nunez's second loss in the ufc uh great great victory for her and yeah it'll be uh interesting to see where nunez goes from here because obviously she's still the the featherweight champion and but there's a lot of talk of uh kayla harrison having uh, meetings with ufc uh after this uh, event so maybe that's that's Kind of been distracted. I know that she's had to face a lot of questions about uh, Amanda Noon, Nune- uh, about Kayla Harrison, and with uh, Pena kind of having this massive chip on her shoulder. I think all the the stars are lined for um, for for uh, Nunez to take her eye off the ball, I suppose. Um, but I, I could just as easily see the UFC wanted to to run this straight back. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens uh, in the upcoming weeks with with the regards to the the women's banterweight division. But a huge huge victory for for Juliana Pena. Um, well done to her. The the biggest. Uh, outsider on the car by a long, long way. Uh, and props to the guy who threw uh, $318,000 on uh, on Amanda Nunez to, to win this, uh, to only be looking to pull back $31,000. Yep, uh, bad day at the office for that guy. Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
0: Hey, folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalogue of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net.
2: So let's go into the main event. Uh, Light Heavyweight title on the line. Charles Oliveira, who uh, picked up the title with uh, with the the win over Michael Chandler not so long ago. uh, Taking on Dustin Poirier. Dustin, who's obviously uh, been uh, in the Conor McGregor killing business recently. Uh, looking to cement his legacy. and I'd been hearing rumours all all week that uh, perhaps Dustin was was looking to to maybe uh, knock MMA on the head. I you know, he's made a hell of a lot of money with the Conor McGregor fights. His source business is doing absolutely super um, uh, money, so maybe he wanted to uh, to walk away with with his uh, with his faculties intact, I suppose. Uh, but uh, going into this fight, I mean the the title on the line that can that can certainly change a man's uh, opinion, uh, and yeah, this 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 fight was absolutely everything that it needed to be two uh, of the best fighters in the world uh, no matter what uh, division Um, for me I only saw uh, Dustin Poirier having one kind of route to victory and that's on the feet because of just how powerful his hands are Uh, but I thought that Charles uh, certainly had more tools in his in his uh, in his armory. Uh, his ground game is is second to none, uh, and we've seen recently that his his uh, stand up game is up there among the very best. So for me, this was um, this kind of leaned in towards Charles Oliveira returning, but you can never count out uh, Dustin Poirier. Uh, and we start straight away with Charles Oliveira landing uh, uh a leaping knee a uh, lot of pressure from from uh Oliveira in terms of elbows and knees and a lot of attack from Porrier with with uh with the right hands quickly he's uh, able to drop Oliveira uh, but he gets back up very very uh quick and they start getting in close to to trade uh and again Oliveira's landing knees and landing elbows uh, whereas um Dustin sticks to the fists uh, oliveira gets uh, gets the fat up against the cage and is able to uh, eventually um get uh dusting down to the floor with a trip uh doesn't stay on the ground for for too long though and then uh Poirier lands a huge left which wobbles oliveira uh oliveira uh falls to an, a knee but is able to get back up and the the commentary were were uh all over saying how much Oliveira's shots how much um Dustin's shots was were hurting Oliveira. Uh and they didn't really focus a lot on how Oliveira's shots were hurting Dustin and you could see uh when both guys were landing uh how each of them were were really really wobbling. Um, a, a, a tart first round, you, you you could say in terms of uh, of action, uh, but I think uh, porier took it for for having those couple of uh, of knockdowns. Uh, both guys really showing that they had huge huge chins though. Uh, second round, uh, and we start to get a lot of the same uh, short elbows from Poirier, um from Oliveira, long rangy uh, jabs from Poirier um, Oliveira tries to take the fight down to the floor uh, Poirier is able to, to prevent that uh, We see Oliveira trying to uh, get to the back uh, Poirier is able to f- fend that off um, And then once once we uh, see Oliveira uh, able to transition into getting um, in, in in guard, uh, Porrier just clamps down for the for the rest of the round, locking up uh, Oliveira. Trying to um, instead of taking any damage or trying to even get back to his feet and inflict some of his own damage, it, it's just a case of hold on tight, uh, know that you've lost this round, uh, and and start the next round on the feet because Oliveira just was able to control. Um, Poirier's movement, so he wasn't able to get back up. So the the only kind of option uh, Poirier had was to make sure he didn't take a lot of damage, uh, and he was able to to do that, holding uh, holding him tight in full guard. Uh, Oliveira was was trying to push his arms out and and separate the the guard and, and land uh, short elbows and forearms, uh, but uh, Poirier did a, a great job in in kind of mitigating the damage, but the this was certainly a a, a very very strong round for for oliveira then we get into the third round and all the momentum was with adobrunks uh uh, Lanza, uh some big kicks to the body uh, and the the damage to olive uh to Parier's liver uh was really uh showing in this third round He'd uh, essentially taken so many big, big shots uh, to the body uh, from the knees and from the elbows and from the kicks that, uh, even though the commentary didn't kind of focus on that, you could tell that they were really hurting. Uh, Porier. Uh, Poirier tries to um, to land a strike. Uh, Oliveira is able to slip it, uh, get the back, start backpacking uh, on top of um, on top of uh, Poirier. Uh Poirier's, uh carries uh his opponent's weight uh, and is trying to uh to stop um Charles uh getting his hand off the ground, which would then mean that he could slip uh the the rear naked choke in in place. Uh he tries tries in vain, but unfortunately uh Oliveira is just so good at this game. Uh, he was able to get the choke in. Uh, Poirier has no option but to tap. Uh, and Charles Oliveira, who won the title with a knockout, uh, defends it for the first time with a choke. A uh, great victory for Charles Oliveira. And just um, a, a shame for, for Dusty Poirier because he's become kind of like almost a cult hero with his actions against uh, Conor McGregor. Um so yeah, it's um, hopefully he's not retiring. Uh, there's still a lot more that he can he can do in this division. Uh, but yeah, we are uh, well in the era now of, of, of Charles Oliveira. Um, for me, I can only see um, perhaps Gaethje uh, being able to, to take him on. But again, if it comes to ground game, uh, uh as rudimentary as as um, as uh, Poirier is. Uh, for me the, the only real uh kind of challenge to this title reign will be um Islam Makhachev, uh someone who can certainly uh hang with Charles on the ground and someone who's also got the chops to be able to hang uh on the on the feet with uh with Charles. So uh yeah, that's the fight I'm eagerly waiting for. But I think it's just engaging. Next in who's next in line. You could see uh, uh he was in the crowd and and, and Dana was kind of like uh hinting that he'd be next so yeah we'll 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 see where it goes from there but all in all uh, this is one of the the better cards of, of 2021 in a year where we've had some really really good cards so uh if you um haven't watched it uh first of all i massively appreciate you for having uh five rounds as your your kind of go-to for for mma news and analysis uh but uh, yeah i employ to to go and uh search out this and, and see if you can uh find the highlights uh because it's a, a really really good card um that's uh that's uh two sixty nine though in the bag. And then next week is uh the last show of the year finishing pretty early for, for UFC. Normally they have uh, uh, fights going well into late December, early early January. Uh but it's a good fight a good card to to end on. We've got uh Angela Hill taking on Amanda Limos, we've got Rafael Asunsao taking on Ricky Simone, Stephen Thompson versus Bilal uh Mohammed in the core main and Derek lewis versus chris dorcus uh in the main event so yeah definitely check in on five rounds next week to uh hear the the fallout from that uh but other than that uh again thank you everybody for for listening you've uh You've um, really kind of made me proud of, of Five Rounds. Uh, the, the numbers are going up in, in every single metric on uh, all the platforms that this goes out out on. So I massively, massively appreciate every single one of you for, for tuning in. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter at Podfather Mags. Follow my uh, missing co-host, Carlos, at Kirby underscore Carlos. And definitely go and check out all the amazing content creators on the the networks that we are proudly a part of. That's Visionaries Global Media. That's The Chair Shot. And that's Radio Techers. Uh, Thank you all for listening. And that is the end.
1: TheChairShot.com Always use your head.